sound like I'd like to thank um, all my um, chums back in Australia. I don't do they I don't think they say chums. I'd like to thank all the kangaroos and the koalas in Australia for helping me discover country music. <laughs> how did he did he how did he discover country his music? His dad was, was a, just like in the ether. His dad was a big country music fan. I saw an interview once where he said, This is this blows my mind. Blows my mind that he said the first concert he ever went to was a Johnny Cash concert. Wow. Isn't that insane? In Australia? Yeah. Jeez. Okay, hold on. So he's realer than than real. Some of the deals. Let me try it. My Australian accent, I gotta I gotta like say some things to get into it. Shrimp on the Barbie. Better. Alright. Good. Okay. Oh, you sound just like the Outback commercials. Yeah, You're good. It's like Outback Australian. Keith is Keith is kind of lost. Foster's American for beer. Foster's. When I so I went to Australian high school and we asked if they like Foster's and they didn't know what we were talking about. And the one person who knew what we were talking about laughed in our faces. Well, it would be like if you because they say Foster's American. Uh, what do they say? Foster's is Australian for beer. Yeah. And then it's kind of like that La Quinta commercial that says Spanish for high-speed internet. Oh, that's that's not a good slogan. You're probably... Well, it's, it's something about, like, having a nice night's stay. Well, yeah, but you're probably not going to go to Mexico City and be like, oh, like, like even make that joke because you're not going to get it. It's so great. But anyway, we're talking about Keith Urban. Yes. Because he is nominated for a couple of the big ones at the CMA Awards that are coming up in a couple days. It's CMA's Christmas for country fans. It's all these big awards. It's why it is, and I'm not kidding. Like, I think I'm probably one of the only people who feels this way because there is so much work that goes into it. Like, beforehand, behind the scenes, during the show, before the show, a couple days after the show... It, there's so much stuff going on and there's so much work. But to me, I think it is so fun. It's you reflect, you celebrate. Sometimes weird, cool things happen. You know, like I got to be there. I mean, I was there the last three years and the last two years. So we had the JT, that's Justin Timberlake, for those of you for not Garth Brooks, because Garth Brooks fans might think I'm talking about James Taylor. But so that's Justin Timberlake and Chris Stapleton's performance. And then I was also there last year when Beyonce and the Dixie Chicks appeared together. And I was probably one of 150 people in the audience who was standing up and screaming my head off. Ma- mainly because I was so excited the Dixie Chicks were there. And I mean, I love Beyonce, but... A lot of people don't like the Dixie Chicks, though. A lot of people apparently don't like Beyonce, but... Oh, yeah, there was all that stuff. She's not country. Why is she there kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, I mean, technically, she's not country. Oh, no. But to me, when so that night. uh, Two of the three biggest superstars in music were inside of Bridgestone Arena, Taylor Swift and Beyonce. And the other one was playing a show um, in Dallas at American Airlines Center. Who was the third? That wasn't there. That was on tour last fall. Wait, that's that's the biggest female musician in your mind. I would say most people's minds, but sure, my mind. Uh, Jennifer Lopez. That's embarrassing. It was Adele. 
Okay. Not, I mean, not to. I mean, she's big. Not to shake a stick at Jennifer Lopez, right. but you think that she's comparable to J Lo, or I mean, to Beyonce and T Swift right now? Um. Jenny from the Block. I think in the grand scheme of things, yeah. No. Okay. This is this is a different conversation. Okay. That we can have on a different day. All right. Let's just get down to it. So here's what we're going to do. If you want to follow along, you can go to the CMA website. We're just going to go through each category. I'm going to throw out a category to you, Lauren, and I just want your gut reaction of who you think is going to win. Let's start with uh, New Artist of the Year. Oh, New Artist of the Year, gut reaction. So the way I do it is I usually have two. Okay. Most of the time because there's always like a... Will they, won't they? Like, I don't know how people decide to vote. I know how I vote. Yeah. So this one, um, my two are Old Dominion, John Party. I think it's going to go to John Party. Okay. Um, I think Old Dominion's had a huge couple of years, and I think that they're awesome, and I think people in Nashville really love them. I think that they've also... And this is not a knock on them at all. They've been around for a while as individual songwriters and kind of as like a songwriting unit. They've had a lot of success, wrote for the band Perry, a couple uh, big Kenny Chesney tunes, and like Kenny's taking them out on tour even before they were signed to a label. I think that that was super helpful for them. I think overall, though, John Party is not that he's... I was going to say he's the real deal, but I don't want to knock Old Dominion in any way. But to me, it's John Party's just been phenomenal. He's got such an old school country music vibe, and he's a hat act. Hat act. Which we don't have very many of these days, especially no. new ones. Oh, no, no, no. There are very few new hat acts. But he had three number or yeah, three number one singles off of his, this was his sophomore album, which was That's super yeah. critically acclaimed and... Well regarded. Okay. I think the the other one that could like be thrown in there that like it wouldn't surprise me would be Lauren Elena. But um, I yeah, think I was it's, wondering that. I think it's I think it's John Party or Old Dominion. And you said before that you think this is one of the awards that can really change your career. Yeah, I think if um, if Lauren Elena, if someone other than John Party or Old Dominion wins it, it this is going to do huge things for. Luke Combs, Brett Young, or Lauren Elena. I think if John or Old Dominion win it, it's just going to continue them on the... Tra- I mean, not that the, the other three aren't on a very super mobile upward path, but I think it'll do more for those three than it would Old Dominion or John Party. I think they've kind of already reached another level in comparison to the other guys. Okay. Uh, music video of the year. Oh, gosh. Okay, so I like... I've studied this one this afternoon. I Okay, so what's interesting is in the past, this category has um, usually featured, like, it's usually been a split down the middle of a couple of, like, really, like, well done, but, like, kind of funny videos, and then also some super artistic ones. Yeah. And this year, I think that all five are pretty high production, pretty artistic. Um so you've got the two that are uh, Thomas Rhett and Marion Morris Craving You was kind of like a made like a little movie. And then th- that's the same thing for Brothers Osborne. It ain't my fault. It was kind of a little movie fake news spoof. Hmm. I don't think it's going to go to either of those two. 
Um, I actually know the director from Craving You. Right, and he's worked with won, him way back when at yeah, summer a summer camp. He's won a couple. He won um, I th- most recently for Maddie and Tay's uh, "Girl in a Country" song, mm-hmm. uh, which it was an example of one of the funny videos, kind of like Dirk Bentley's "Drunk on a Plane." Yeah, just kind of funny. But so, Better Man, Vice, and Blue Ain't Your Color are just super artistic. Um, Blue Ain't Your, uh, I, Vice. I think it's gonna be Vice. Okay. Um, here's one that I think people will think doesn't matter, but I think it is one of the bigger ones. Musician of the year. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is a huge validation for those guys who often get their names just in liner notes. Yeah. So here's, um, does this one even make air? No, this one is, uh, never on the air. And what's, what's funny is. Last year, um, on the red carpet, a publicist came up to me and um, she sent, like, a lot of times when you're on the red carpet, they'll hand you, like, a little card that gives you a couple bullet points okay. about an artist. Things or, to ask. Yeah, or whoever, like just so you have some talking points. And um, she came up to me and she was like, hey, can you, like, can you do me, can you do me a favor and will you interview, like, this guy I'm walking and this is a publicist for I'm not gonna say who it is but um I was kind of like what okay and then it turns out he was one of the nominees he's nominated again for musician of the year and um I like recognize his name mainly from like Instagram and stuff and like Mm -hmm. artists like talking about him but he was so interesting because most of these guys play for lots of different people and produce a lot of albums and so yeah. like they have some cool stories but so anyway this guy because last year um i mean i guess i can say who it was Derek wells um and he's kind of younger and i was asking everybody like what their favorite dolly parton song was because she was getting that big lifetime achievement award and he like named a couple of like super random ones and like even for me like a big time dolly fan i was like that is so interesting and he was like oh well my dad's been her band leader for 30 years what? And I was like, oh, buried the what? lead. I mean, I know you're nominated for a CMA award, but like you kind of buried the lead there, buddy. Yeah. But so like Mac McAnally won it like tons of years in a row. People just love him. Um, but then Dan Huff uh, won last year for the first time. And he's he's like a he's a producer, plays the uh, Thomas Rhett. He's real big with Thomas Rhett, a couple other guys. But so um, he's nominated again. All of these guys are pretty phenomenal and super well-respected. If you remember, those of you who are listening, if you remember watching Chris Stapleton and Timberlake perform a couple years ago and they did the the audience shots, there's a couple shots of like Charles Kelly from Lady A just loving it. Oh, into it. And um, a couple other guys. And then they kind of showed this guy that was standing up kind of by himself and he had this look on his face that like it was turning into a smile, but the camera cut away from him too soon. But it was a super intense look. And that was um, Jerry Douglas, the the Dobro, the Dobro, the Dobro player. The Dobro. But like people talked up, he, he blew up Twitter that night because everyone who knew who he was, like because everyone just watching at home was like, why does this guy hate Chris Stapleton? Right. <laughs> or whatever. But everyone who was watching was like, nobody loved this performance more than 
than this than guy. Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Which is super fun. But so I think it'll probably go to Dan Huff for Mac McNally. I wish you could see the pictures that I'm looking at. It's everyone has these really professional, well done headshots, and then Dan Huff's looks like a cool dad on Facebook who took a picture of himself holding a guitar with his computer. Uh, Definitely like, the cool dad. Yeah, it's just like anyway. It's a funny, funny comparison. Okay, musical event of the year. Ugh, this category kind of makes me mad. Um. <sighs> It's just such a weird category, and I don't. I think this is the least competitive category. Um, I think "Kill a Word" is heads and tails above every other song on here. Um, the only other one that I think's even in contention would be "Funny How Time Slips Away," Glenn Campbell and Willie Nelson, because I think um, that one almost has to win, right? With Glenn, yeah, passing away, that people might give it the nod, but yeah. Kill a Word is just easily one of the most timely, especially in country music that often doesn't address any issues head on. Kill a Word, I mean, it, it's been out for two solid years now and still resonates probably mm. more than any. And, I, and I'm not saying this just because it's literally one of my probably 10 favorite country music songs that's ever been released. I also work for the internet, and so maybe it resonates a little more with me, but... It'd be great if it does. I feel like with Glenn Campbell, that one... I feel like that one's going to get the nod, but, you know, more than I do. Um, but these, you never know, you know? Maybe people were, like, super into Faith saying, Respect the hell out of her. <laughs> Is that all it takes to win... Uh, musical event of the year? No, I'm sad because that song kind of stinks. It like it's like there's so many great aspects of that song, and then there's so many things like, for example, faith. Like Tim says, "You better respect your mama," and then <laughs> Faith says, "Respect the hell out of her," which totally negates saying respect your mama. Yeah. Because can you respect the hell out of someone? Oh yeah. No, you it's can, like, like when people really, I really respect them. It's like when somebody says like, "I love you to death." I'm like, that is the least personal thing anybody's ever said to me. Hmm. I love you to death. Well, so far you've passed over craving you twice. So far, you're saying that they're they're getting blanked right now. I thought that was going to be a big song when I was just looking at the list, but nope. Here we go, vocal duo of the year. Okay, mm. so I actually, I want to look at my notes on this one because I had several thoughts on it. So, vocal duo. Last year, Brothers Osborne, it's funny, they were sitting behind Florida Georgia Line and they beat out Florida Georgia Line for this award, which, um, you know, Brothers had released an album, they had a Grammy nomination, like, it was, they had a, a big year. So... When I was thinking about this category earlier, I thought, yeah, I bet Florida Georgia Line takes it back because they released an album. They had this massive, massive tour. Like, they yeah, were the huge. headliners. Huge tour. Album, super successful. Number one singles out of, like, out the gate. But then I started, I, so, but this is where I stopped myself was that um, if you look at the other categories, there were a few other places where I think... Florida Georgia Line could have gotten thrown in. 
honestly, like, I think they could have ended up with two nominations in the vocal event category. Um, I think they definitely 100% and, like, totally got passed over in the vocal event category with their um, collab with Tim McGraw. I think May We All is probably one of the best singles they've ever released. Wow. Like, I said, the best single that Florida Georgia Lines ever released. Yeah. Not the best single Tim McGraw's ever released, but that, it was a it was a Still great though, song, I mean, yeah. and it was it was awesome. Not to mention the music video for that, their music video for "Smooth." Like there, there's just a few things that like they got passed up in other categories where they were um, like salt, like where I think that they had that they maybe and like you know like I don't love their music, but I, there's definitely things where I'm like you know what like. They might have kind of gotten what do you call it? I don't want to say the shaft snubbed. Snubbed. <laughs> the shaft seems weird. It seems yeah. pretty intense too. They got. I th- I feel like they may have gotten a little bit snubbed, which I find I the the fact that I even thought that I felt kind of weird about it. But so so I thought that FGL would take it back. Looked at the other categories and was like, man, I don't know. Maybe Brothers is gonna eke it mm. out again but brothers only got one other nomination in the video yep. of the year they yep. did have a grammy nomination they toured around with chris stapleton um miranda lambert last summer so i don't know um i could i could honestly see it going either way my, my gut kind of says brothers are gonna take it again yeah um i, I don't think it's between anybody else but i think it could, i i kind of say i kind of think brothers i could see why people would vote for FGL, but they didn't put them up in a couple of these other categories they could have been in. Yeah, that is interesting. So, I don't know. Okay. But I'm going to say Brothers. Brothers Osborne. Brothers. Moving up to groups that have more than two people. Vocal group of the year. Woo-woo. Which is funny because none of these people... Oh, I guess Rascal Flatts has three people. Uh, Lady A has three people. I was like, no, they all have like 17 people. That's no. just... Zach Brown. Baby. Just Zach. Well, an Old Dominion's five guys. Yeah. Five um, guys. Great burger. Um, well, so this is kind of the same situation I was thinking of about um, vocal group was I thought, you know, I bet that this could be one of those super random years where Little Big Town doesn't get it. Like typically voting for this category very much goes in blocks. Like it was Rascal Flats very for a number of years. Yeah. It was Lady A for a number of years and now it's been Little Big Town for several years. So I thought, yeah, this will this will probably be I think Old Dominion's gonna squeak it out as kind of just like a let's shake things up a bit. Then you look at the other categories, they've got an album nom, they've got song, single, video. They they held down that residency yeah. at the Ryman. I think they are the most like beloved group of humans, I think, in Nashville. They show up at the Opry. They play people's funerals. They got their walk of star. Well, I don't, can't remember what it's called. Music City Star. Yeah. Music City Walk of Stars. Start. Star Star Walk on the Music City walking where this <laughs> yeah the there's stars, stars yeah. and there's it's a sidewalk so then I was like oh I don't know so I think be, um, Old Dominion's album wasn't released in the time frame yeah um, Little Big Towns was 
I think that this category is going to be as close as it's ever been. Okay. At, at least in the last four or five years. Um, I think it's going to go to Little Big Town. There were probably some random people out there that voted for Lady A after they made their comeback, which like they've had a great, super fun, yeah. successful yeah, year. Yeah. But I think it's... Little think Big it's, Towns to lose. Yeah, I think so. Okay, here we go. Male Vocalist of the Year... Can, in your mind, Thomas Rhett, who had a huge year, can he get an award at the CMAs? Um, yeah, so he won. He beat Humble and Kind out last year for singer, single of the year Yeah, with Die Happy Man, which I was shocked. Like, I think I literally, like, dropped my phone because I was shocked. Not that I don't like him, but, you know, I was just like, wait, OMG. But so, this year, it would be... It would be such an upset if he won yeah. this category. So um, I think it's between Keith Urban, Thomas Wright, and Chris Stapleton. I think it's Keith. Ur- I think Keith Urban should win. Here's how it works: Thomas Wright won the ACM Male Vocalist of the Year. They all had headlining tours within the the dates. Only Stapleton released an album. Keith and TR had number one hits. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, but I, I mean, I, I say, I think it's going to, I, I think Keith Urban should win. I hope he does win. I think it'll be Urban or Stapleton. Okay. I want, I personally want Keith Urban to win. I feel like this is going to be a big year for him, but we'll get to that in just a second. So Keith Urban, you're setting for male vocalist. What about female? This um, seems like a tight category. You know, um, I was... I was thinking over this one, and this is probably the strongest this category has been in a number of years. Um, you know, in years past, it's always been a very clear cut between Miranda or Carrie, no matter which is funny because to me, Carrie has so many more accolades at times than Miranda, but like Miranda still won six years in a row. So, um, I think th- I think that you have to look at when it comes to this. You have to look at like Kelsey Ballerini and Maren Morris are phenomenal, but they didn't have their own big tours. No, neither one of them released a new album, and then um, they were on tour, but they weren't in like stadium tours. Right. Um, Maren played with Keith Urban and then Sam Hunt, and then Kelsey was out with Thomas Rhett and Lady A. Um, opening for them. And then they both did their own like little club show tours, you know, like 15, 20 dates. Yeah. Um, Which like did super well. Right. Um, Ballerini had a couple number one hits within the voting frame. So, which is awesome. Marin won a Grammy. Yeah. uh, During this time, which is insane. And then, you know, I, I put this um, when I wrote my predictions that Ballerini, Morris and McIntyre all had great years, but they haven't quite reached that level of Miranda and Carrie of being able to sell their own stadiums or arenas, which obviously Reba has been there, done that. This is kind of like her, not her comeback, just like her, I'm still here. Right. And I'm still awesome. Yeah. And so, but like, I don't think that she like did enough to, to win. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are looking at this and thinking to themselves, 
Miranda released an album. She toured. There's no way that this is going to go any other way, which I'm like, yeah, okay. But we have to remember one Carrie for the voting period was touring for half of the voting period did have two number one singles during the voting period. Okay. So there's that Carrie also switched record labels. So for the past eight or nine years, Carrie and Miranda have been on the same record label. When it comes to award season, record labels are not going to split their votes. They're going to make a decision and go and push one artist. In my personal opinion, it's why Cam didn't even get nominated for a new artist last year and Marin did and ended up winning because the record label had to say, we've got to go with one of these. Hmm. Like we can't push both, which is also why Marin Morris doesn't actually have a shot to win this award. Because she's on the same record label as Miranda. With Carrie on a new record label, even though people think that she hasn't done much this year, it's going to make the game a little bit tighter. Okay. That seems tough for Marin. Just going in like the, the label's going to push one person. But it makes sense if you're a record label and you want one of your artists to win, that you wouldn't split your vote. I, I obviously have never had this conversation with Carrie. I think at some point... You have to say, like, this This starts to, like, sting a little bit that, like, I mean, because, again, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to knock Miranda and I don't, I'm clearly not speaking for Carrie Underwood, like, but, like, she's had 25 number one singles and she's also sold out to hers. Miranda's had, like, four number one singles, but she's had, you know, like. Right. And Carrie's this phenomenal vocalist. She has seven Grammys. Like they're vi- the. I think the thing is, is like they to me they're such different performers. But for some reason, Miranda gets so much more respect, like so much more critical acclaim. And I can't figure out why. That is strange. And so it- in my heart, I think that like I mean I know like Carrie has her like professional reasons why she switched labels, but I think there had to be a little bit of like. I'm, I mean, they're friends. Yeah. But also, every time Miranda wins, especially the last, like, three years, she always talks about Carrie. Just like, oh, you should have won this kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, and it's like, at some point, it's like, give like, sp- like re- remember on Mean Girls when Katie Heron, like, breaks the crown? Share it. If you really mean that, if you really think Carrie deserves it, like, figure it out. Do you think, like... Do you think somebody would take their award and cut it in half and give it to someone if they really meant that? Adele tried at the Grammys. She did? Adele was, uh, when she won, the Grammys are different. So they've got song, like record of the year at the Grammys is like album. And so she won record of the year over Beyonce's Lemonade. And like the fake Grammy that they gave her, she tore the like little gramophone off the little wood stand and said she wanted to give it to Beyonce. Yeah. Well, don't the Grammys have record and album? But the difference is kind of strange. And you know it's song of the year and then record. And record is album. Okay. Cause there's one of those sort of confusing things here where there's a single of the year and there's a song of the year. Right. So, I mean, the way that I've always described the difference between single and song of the year is um, 
the single is it's like the the more commercial maybe the like it was on you it's know on the radio had more weeks at radio sold more it it takes into account a lot more things and then the song is just like what people think was just the absolute best song of the year you know this year is weird because the five same songs are nominated which i've i think is weird i think some of them should it shouldn't be that way but okay so single of the year um if we look at history um especially the last few years it's it's definitely going to go to body like a back road i mean 34 weeks at number one on the hot country song chart that's over half of a year which is insane reached Reach number six on Billboard's Hot 100, which for a country artist, also insane. So I think, I don't, I, I think, I don't think people care who sang it. I mean, because they, in 13, they did give Cruise single of the year. Last year, they did give Die Happy Man single of the year over Humble and Kind. So I think it, I think it will be Body Like a Background. Okay. Which goes to the artist. But yep. he he did write it. He, yeah, he he's did. He's one of the writers. Sam Hunt. If you didn't know who wrote Body or who wrote or performed Body Like a Back Road. Yeah. If you've literally been on a back road for Under a Rock. For on a back road. Because it just uh within the last I think two weeks ago, Kane Brown and Lauren Elena's What If took its spot. But it's still number three. It was number no okay, maybe it was three weeks ago. So it was number two. For two weeks, and then this week, it just moved in to the number three spot on Hot Country Songs. So it was number one for 34 weeks, and now it's been sitting at two and three for the last three weeks. Kane Brown's song, I I like making up lyrics to that. What if a sailboat came around (laughs) you and me? What if a... Right on a sidewalk. So after that song went to number one, um, so he and Lauren Elena apparently went to the same middle school. And then I guess they went to different high schools and she did American Idol and he tried out for, I think, maybe like X Factor and whatever. And she got a record deal pretty quick and I don't know where what he was doing. But anyway, so he had tweeted or something about, I bet this has never happened before. And because I'm so cynical, I was like, well, not true, because Charles Kelly and Dave Haywood grew up together and went to middle school together and they have lots of number one hits and Grammy Awards and CMA Awards. Brothers Osborne clearly went to the same middle school. Yeah. <laughs> so they have a number one, they have, well, they, yeah, they have number one songs. And then like, I spent like a day and a half, like racking my brain for who, just cause I wanted just to, to show just, Kane Brown. And then, and like, and then I was like, I'm not going to fire back. He probably didn't care that much. I mean, because this is interesting because I did, I did take a step back and I thought that is super cool that they like actually like knew each other. Yeah. Because, um, Lauren Elena said it in a much different, cooler, sweeter way. And once I read what she said about it, I was like, okay. Cause she, she took the lyrics and was like, what if I told you that as middle schoolers, we would get record deals? What if I told you like I would do this, you know, just like, it was just like. It was a much more like nostalgic, like it's kind of insane that 
we can't like this is like a small a town in georgia yeah it's not like they're both from atlanta you know like it was like a very small town somehow they end, both ended up there like charles kelly and dave were like friends yeah and when they both ended up in nashville they like called each other like oh we both love music right you know and they had like done stuff together like growing up like but that wasn't the case for lauren and kane so it is kind of cool but anyway all right so single of the year i think it's gonna be body like background Okay. So, song of the year. So, the same nominees. We've got Blue Ain't Your Color, Better Man, Body Like a Back Road, Dirt in My Boots, Tin Man. So, where... This would be Taylor Swift's first song of the year. Um, if she took it for Better Man. So, where this gets weird for me is that um, I just... I like, I'm like, are we honestly going to put up... Um, like in in twenty years, are we gonna look at body like a back road and dirt on my boots in any type of comparison to Better Man or Blue Ain't Your Color? I don't think so. I mean, cause we'll think about this like this way. Um, always on my mind. You know that song, right? Right. Like, how could could that song compare? To body like a back road, even in 20 years. Like always on my mind is still gonna be like, oh my gosh. Yes. People are still yeah. gonna be dancing to that at their wedding. Right. If you went to a wedding and somebody was dancing to body like a back road, like would you like would you leave? I don't know. It just seems very in the like of the moment. You would think about leaving. Yeah. I mean, some of yeah. There are songs on this list that I think will live for a long time. Yes. And there are some that maybe considered the song of the year because of what they did, but they may just be that a song of the year and then next year there will right. be another one. Right, which, so, typically, I think CMA gets this category right. Um, and the way that it usually goes historically, especially in the last 10 or so years, is the song of the year at the NSAI Awards, which is the Nashville Songwriter Association International, which yes, there is one extra word or letter in there, and uh, I yeah, don't know which I don't know which one it is. Um, that song historically also becomes the CMA Song of the Year. The only two exceptions, which you're gonna love this one. So in uh, 2014, Miranda Lambert won the NSAI award for automatic did not win song of the year did win single of the year. Uh. Um, but so Casey Musgraves won, um, that was follow your arrow. She won in yeah. 2014 for song of the year. But so in 2012, this is so interesting. Um, and here's what I actually wrote. The two most recent breaks were 2014's NSAI win for Miranda Lambert and Automatic and 2012's NSAI win for Dolly Parton's I Will Always Love You, which I cannot explain. I have no idea why all of a sudden they were like, hey guys, don't forget you can vote for this song. Because the songwriters vote on those words. Anyway, this year, Blue Ain't Your Color took home NSAI uh, Song of the Year, Hillary Lindsay. Clint Lagerberg and Stephen Lee Olson. Uh, Keith Urban sang it. The only other thing that I could, the only other song I kind of see creeping in would be Better Man because I think um, songwriters love 
when other songwriters are able to write a song by themselves. Okay, and she's the. This is the only song with a songwriter, Taylor Swift. Yes, um, which last year Lori McKenna won, and she was the solo songwriter on "Humble and Kind." I could kind of see Tin Man, like maybe creeping in some votes. That is a great song. Yeah, I think that'll that'll live for a long time. Yes, it is. Um, it. I look at that song and I'm like, why haven't people thought of that before? Which is really how I felt about Kelsey Ballerini's Peter Pan. I'm like, why hasn't somebody thought of this before? Mm-hmm. This is brilliant. But I think it's probably going to be blue in your color. I could, I could, the only thing that I think, I think people love that Better Man was a solo, right? I think people might not want to give Taylor Swift an award. Personally, I'm whispering. Oh, I'm whispering. Sidebar. Personally, I voted for Better Man. I won't tell anybody. Yeah, don't tell. So far, you're saying this is really Keith's year. Well, Keith, yeah, Keith didn't write it, but he But with songs that he's performed, yeah. Pardon my French, he performed the hell out of it. (gasps) Like, he's so good at this song. Yeah, it's great. And he's still got one more category. Uh, The only two left are Album of the Year and Entertainer of the Year. Yeah, so... um, Album of the year, I think to a lot of fans, it's going to like CMA loves Miranda Lambert. Um, When you look at the way music has gone, say in the last five to 10 years, people don't make albums anymore. People just try to make. They do singles. Singles. Yeah. And maybe they put them all on an album. Um that is not what the weight of these wings is on any level. It is an album. It is 24 songs. Yeah. 24 songs, one solo, right? And like two or three covers. It's kind of insane. Um, it is to me, one of the most honest and vulnerable country music records that's probably ever come out, like just raw. And, I mean, sure, it's a divorce record, but it's also so much more than that. Like, there are so many songs on there that can resonate with so many different people in so many different phases of life. Like, me personally, I've never been married or divorced, and this album still, like, truly, like, captured a lot of my feelings about, like, I mean, my favorite song on the album is uh, Use My Heart, where she's like, I can call my mom, I don't go home. I can feed my dogs. They can't come inside. You know, it's like I can do all of these things, but I'm not going to let you get close enough to me that I'm going to give you this. Yeah. Which is like a little too deep for this podcast. But it like every time I listen to that, I'm like, I should call my, I should call my mom. But hell no, I'm not going home. I don't want to <laughs> go home. You know, it's like, yeah. but it's so it's like, how come nobody else has ever thought of that? Like the way, like the way that she says things and, um, I mean, Tin Man is just so smart. Yeah. And then there's like all these other like brilliant songs just about being like, I am a 30 something year old woman and I want to go do this. So like, why is everybody mad at me? Yeah. And like, I love it. I think it's, it's such a good, it's such a good album. So, um, Excuse me. unfortunately I don't think. 
the breaker or heartbreak. So Little Big Town's the breaker or Lady A's heartbreak have a shot, which when the breaker came out, like I remember writing my review of it and I said, this is going to get nominated for album of the year. It's such a good album. Um, I think Chris Stapleton's got thrown in here because he's Chris Stapleton. And if he has anything, he gets nominated for it. Yeah. That's where he is right now, which is kind of annoying, which I know. Oh, send me hate mail. Yeah. Like if you're listening and you feel strongly about what I just said, Hey, throw it in the comments I, please, on iTunes please, or on SoundCloud. Please tell us because yeah. like I'm, I'm kind of over it already, but I mean, it's a great album. I'm just whatever. So I think what's interesting here is that like I am like really intrigued by the fact that somehow Jason Isbell got this nomination for yeah. the Nashville Sound. Now, and Drew, I know you have a lot of like you love this album. I really like this album. I love this album. It is so smart. It's current without ever saying Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, like Gun yeah. control, healthcare. Like, it doesn't say any of those things, but you know what he's talking about. Right. And, yeah. And so it's... But a lot of it is such a swipe at Nashville. And so, he's taken swipes at CMAs. Even the title, like, the idea of the Nashville sound, that there's a certain type of country music that comes out. He's just saying... I mean, even in the title, he's criticizing the sound that's coming right. out of Nashville. Right, and I think that... That's a nod to, like, there's the Bakersfield sound, there's Chet Atkins, the Nashville. Right. It's like a harken back to, like, the 50s and 60s when Nashville became Music City. Right. Um, but so I, I address that, but I said it like this. The long shot in this category is Isbell's The Nashville Sound. You'll recall that in 2015, Chris Stapleton's Traveler was a little out of the box for mainstreamers. Isbell's biggest competition will likely come from past remarks he's made about country music in general and the CMA, yeah. which might not have sat very well with voters. Saying things like, I don't like this kind of music. Yes. So we know for a fact that he loves Chris Stapleton, Sturgill, Willie Nelson, Merle Haggard, Allison Krauss, and Miranda Lambert. And John Prine. And he like... He's played a lot of shows with Casey Musgraves, and I think he likes Casey Musgraves. I've never seen that on his Twitter. Yeah. everyone, All those other people I've seen on his Twitter. Yeah. Um, also, what I've seen on his Twitter is, I'm not playing CMA Fest because I don't want to do that. Right. I'm watching the CMA Awards because I feel nauseous. And, you know, just like stuff like that, that it's like, to me, I... I love, I think one of the great things about like what we get to do for a living is that like we can give like fair and honest opinions, but like you don't have to set the conversation back. Like you can move, you can move the needle. Right. To me, he's not moving the needle. He's just like kind of being a jerk. And a lot of people wondered if he'd even show up. Which, right. which which he's not, he's but not. it's because he's in Europe. He's has these shows booked in Germany and Belgium since February, right? Which is long before he got the nomination. So it's not like he's just skipping out and doing something else, right? Which I didn't think he was going to come anyway. I don't think he would have. Um, he told Rolling Stone that if he were in town, he'd come just for the spectacle of it, which is rude. Yes, yeah. Not because he respects Chris Stapleton and Miranda Lambert or Keith yeah. Urban. It's just like, it I would think, just be like this crazy thing I would get to see. 
I think that there's a, um, if you look at a guy like Chris Stapleton or even, I mean, there are a lot of people out there that feel, and I, I, I'm going to do the hashtag blessed slash yeah. lucky, just super fortunate that like they can pay the bills and like get on stage like several nights a week and play like songs that they wrote to people. And sometimes I don't get that vibe from him. I know he's had like a crazy story and I think he's insanely talented, but like, why do you have to be a jerk? Like I Marin Morris, like two months ago tweeted out like this was after nominations had come out. She's a Grammy winner. Like she'd just gotten engaged and she said, the best news I've ever gotten to deliver to somebody is that I just got to tell my band I put them on salary and gave them health benefits. That's like only four or five guys, but there are not a ton of people in the world who do that with their bands. Yeah. Oh, not at all. Especially somebody that young and new to the game is not doing that. They will have a different drummer, guitar player, because like, Somebody else got a better offer or, you know, like they hadn't been paid in a few, like whatever. Or it's a temporary gig and they're playing with someone else when you want to do your shows and they just can't yes. do it. So-and-so's off tour, so they'll come play with you. And so like. Oh, and musicians, like that's the dream for a musician to not have to hunt for what your next yeah. tour is going to be or who you're going to hook up with next in the studio to just be like, I'm going to be with Maren Morris as long as she's around. That gives you so much stability. As long as she wants me and as long yeah. as I want to be here. Yeah, that's insane. And, you know, it does create like a certain chemistry. And I don't know anything about Jason Isbell's band. I'm sure they've been together for a very long time. Um, he obviously gave them credit on the album, the 400 unit. But like at some point, it's like I love people that speak their mind. And I love that he is one person in Nashville who has true, real opinions about what's going on in the world. But like. Do we need another person just being a jerk about country music? No. No. People people are jerks about country music without ever listening to it. Yeah. And so I'm just like, I'm over that. So, And I think you and I have talked about this before on a previous podcast. If he wants to change the conversation, he's going to have to enter into it with some goodwill. Yeah. He's going to have to show up and appreciate the other people who are there. Yeah. So I think it'll be um, Miranda's weight of these wings. I would not be shocked if, because Isabel does kind of run in the Dave Cobb, Chris Stapleton, Laura McKenna, like that crowd, Casey Musgraves, but I don't think he runs it in enough to get votes. Okay. And the last category, entertainer of the year. All of these guys' pictures, they look like they're about to beat me up. It looks like Luke Bryan's trying to seduce me. The only one who's smiling is Keith Urban, which is no surprise. Garth Brooks looks mad. Chris Stapleton looks like I just uh, insulted his cowboy hat or something. And Eric Church looks like an undercover cop who just got found out. I don't think there's anything funnier than like a publicity photo. Because, okay, if you've ever seen Garth in real life... Even just on TV. He never scowls. No, and those are all his publicity photos. He's just angry. like mm. It's insane. And Luke is also a very smiley, fun, like high energy guy. And but all of his publicity photos are like sexy. 
which I understand what sells, but I, also I just shrugged my shoulders. I'm like, know. it's not like this super reflective of him. Chris Stapleton's been using that photo for three or four years now, so he just looks upset. I well, just look like he's like, I'm in a field getting my photo taken. When will when will be be done? I'm sure. I am <laughs> sure he does not enjoy doing PR photos. Um, which is why he's been using this one for several years. Probably. Um, sometimes people just put it in black and white. This one's in He color. still looks like that. Yes. Um, why get a new one? So, Entertainer of the Year. Oh my gosh. This category this year is pretty stacked. Um, how should we start this one? Can you go against Garth? Yeah. I mean, you're not saying that he's a bad entertainer if you do, but he is such... The consummate entertainer in this genre. Yeah. Um, so Garth is about to wrap up his three-year comeback tour. He sold over 6 million tickets to 364 shows, played several surprise shows, a couple of like tribute performances. I think he promised a college tuition, a honeymoon, a car, like gave away a ton of guitars to fans. Has his own weekly show on Facebook. He has his um, foundation that he does in whatever city he's in where he goes and pairs up pro athletes with kids and teaches them sports, hashtag sports. And Seems like a good cause. He's, I mean, he's Garth, but I I think it's Keith Urban's year. I mean, this would be a big year for him. Yes. The way that you're, the way that you're uh, just looking at it right now, I mean... He's going to get a lot of awards if it goes this way. <laughs> yeah. And so can you really... Sometimes my heart is wrong. <laughs> if if he wins all of these, you know, male vocalists, if Blue Ant Your Color wins a lot, could he really not get Entertainer of the Year? It's kind of that, like, landslide effect. Like, you've gotten all of these. Does that not add up to the big one? Right, which is funny because Garth, um, this is his third year in a row to be nominated for Entertainer of the Year. No other categories, which is the same for Luke now. Luke, but Luke used to always be thrown in the um, at least male vocalist category, and then actually Crash My Party was nominated for Album of the Year. LOL. But um, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have anything like those two guys don't have anything else. Like, which to me is actually kind of awesome because it is just you're entertaining and you're doing all of these things for country music. And it really is about the fans and overall, but like to me, it's Keith still wins even when you're doing that. Yeah. Like, because I think when it comes to the overall country music image, Keith is the guy who's taking performers that like aren't barely on the map. And he's giving them a place on their stage, just and he'll like just go play guitar for them. Oh yeah! Like he he brought Marin Morris on his Ripcord tour after he heard My Church on her EP before. Like she did not have a record deal, and he called her and said, "Like let's get like come on my tour." It's that American Idol spirit in real life. Come on my tour, and then they were both nominated for a Grammy. He was nominated for Blue Anger Color performance she was on here for my church she won she goes up there and like is giving her speech camera cuts to keith and he's like got tears in his eyes because he's of so he damn does. happy of course for he her. does yeah 
like he's just and like he's done like five or six like super random surprise free surprise shows in Nashville like hey like because he just wants to be on stage and like play music for people and he he's also kind of like the little big town guy like somebody needs something and like they're like Keith will probably do it Hmm. you know and so I just think that he just had a year that you can't ignore okay so that's kind of what it what it is who's had the year you can't ignore yeah Garth's always going to be good Luke Bryan's going to sell out his shows Chris Stapleton's going to do some cool stuff but yeah for a unique year that you can't ignore Keith Urban yeah so um we are going to, so now we're going to talk to Lisa Kanicki, who um, is on our team and also has some like super great country music insights. And we're just going to get her thoughts on a couple of these big categories. Just off the cuff, single of the year. What are you thinking? Single of the year? Yeah. I am thinking that's one of the toughest categories that we have, but I, I think it's a toss-up. I, I think you got three three shots there. You got Blue Ain't Your Color by Keith Urban, Body Like a Backroad, Sam Hunt, and Better Man, Little Big Town. Now, Body Like a Backroad was huge smash, 25 weeks, number one on the country song. So that, you would think, would be the most logical choice, but that may go to Song of the Year, leaving Blue Ain't Your Color and Better Man to vie it out for Single of the Year. And I just think Better Man... Um, has had more visibility, and because Taylor Swift wrote it, I think you know they want to bring the CMA is going to want to bring Taylor Swift back into the game and and uh, go with that. Really? Because I I, can, so. I had those thoughts, but I was kind of thinking that's why Better Man could end up winning Song of the Year. So, what do you think about Song of the Year? So, see, Song of the okay, you're right. I have it backwards. I was thinking Song of the Year is Better Man, and Single of the Year is Body Like a Backroad. Okay, we'll start over then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so Single of the Year, what are you thinking? Single of the Year, I am thinking, obviously there's three tough choices, Better Man, Blue Ain't Your Color, and Body Like a Backroad, all uh, big big hits. But Body Like a Backroad, I think, takes this one because it was, you know, number one for 25 weeks, breaking records more than 25 weeks ousting Cruz that was uh, number one for 24 weeks by Florida Georgia Line and in 2013 when Florida Georgia Line and Cruz did hit that milestone they won single of the year so I'm thinking body like a back road gets single of the year this year yeah that's what I said too because it might not stand the test of time like in 20 years but it's gonna stand the test of time for a few years and this year for sure so, right. And I think it's got such buzz around it, uh, you know, being at number one for so long that I think it's just in people's minds and it's going to get that award. Absolutely. So what are you thinking for song of the year? Well, again, same songs for song of the year. There's five nominees, but those three songs are, you know, solid. And I think it's, again, it's Body Like a Back Road, Blue Ain't Your Color, and Better Man, again, up against each other. They're going to vie for it. Um, like I said, Body Like a Back Road's getting single of the year, so it's going to be between Blue Ain't Your Color and Better Man. I think this one goes to Better Man just because the Taylor Swift connection. And I think the Academy, the the CMA is going to want to bring Taylor Swift to the show, have her there, and uh, flaunt her a little bit. So I think it goes to Better Man. Yeah. And I think, too, that songwriter, songwriters who are voting really like that she wrote it by herself. Yes. And 
and that it was a country song. You know, obviously she's not country anymore. She's pop, but, you know, it keeps her foot in, in the pond. And her making an appearance at the show, if she wins, I think uh, is going to get her some some good praise. Especially, like, two days before her album comes out. I feel that. I feel that. Right. So, That's a good point. Um, all right. Album of the year. Album of the year. I'm thinking, you know, there's not a big standout one there i don't think there's not one that you're just like that's gotta win that's the best i'm i'm thinking it's a toss-up between the breaker by little big town and from a room volume one with chris stapleton only because um i think the cma loves to give uh you know an, an outsider an award so that's why they might go towards chris stapleton but breaker has, has been most visible and uh so I think that's a possibility. I think it probably goes to Stapleton this year. Okay, interesting. So you don't think Lam- Miranda Lambert has a shot? I don't. I don't, you know, as as great as I thought that album was, and it's a double album, and, you know, those just aren't done that much anymore. And I don't think the industry saw it as as this this great project and isn't apt to uh, go, go her way. I think they're going to go a different way this year. Oh, this is so interesting. Okay, all right. <laughs> So I can't now I can't wait to hear your thoughts on Entertainer of the Year. Entertainer of the Year for me comes down to two people. Obviously, uh, Garth, Luke, Eric, uh, Chris Stapleton, and Keith are nominated. But I think it's going to come down to being between Garth Brooks and Keith Urban. Um, I love Keith Urban. I think Keith Urban has been underrated with all these award shows. And I think it should go to him because he is, you know, all around. He's a great entertainer. He's everywhere. He's he's doing number one hits, throwing them out there. Um, And Garth Brooks is coming off a three-year tour. He is definitely an entertainer when out on the road. But I think Keith this year has put a little, is a little more visible, a little more out there representing country music. And uh, I think since Garth won it last year for his comeback, it's not going to be as exciting (laughs) to give it to him again. I think it goes to Keith Urban, hopefully. Oh my gosh, that is where my heart is. I just think that he has just... He's just so, like, I actually wrote this. I said that Urban's the most gracious entertainer on the planet. Like, he loves putting other people in the spotlight. Yes. But I think that just, like, one of the most gracious human beings I've ever spoken to is Garth Brooks. (laughs) Yes, as a matter of fact, I just talked to him yesterday, and it was one of the most pleasant conversations I've had in a long time. I love talking to him. He is a great guy, but I just think the visibility and Keith Urban, you know, having a lot of number one hits off the South, off Ripcord, you know, the, the massive Ripcord tour was a success. I think, uh, I think he's due. I think he's long, long, long overdue. Yeah. He hasn't won since 2005, but when he did win in 2005, he also won male vocalist, which he's also nominated for this year. So, could so be maybe his, it's a repeat. Could be, could be his year. We'll have to yeah. see. Okay, well, okay, so just, I, we weren't going to do this, but, like, in your heart, female vocalist. In my heart, <laughs> I think female vocalist goes to Carrie Underwood. Oh, mm-hmm. our hearts are in sync, Lisa. Oh, look at that. <laughs> why, do you, why do you say Carrie Underwood? I just, I think that, well, I mean, other than, like, just knowing that, like, she's switched record labels and, you know, like, she's got a whole different, like, crew voting for her, I just, I think that, like, people forget that, like, half of this voting period, like, she was on tour, she had number one hits, Storyteller was insane, she sold out arenas, 
She was on Keith's song. Um, and she's also like, she's doing the Opry thing. Uh-huh. She like, yeah, she's around a lot more. She's like done so much. I feel like for Nashville with the predators and like all of that. And like, you know, there's just that spirit there with her that I feel like you're not you're not getting with the other big nominee. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. And I just think that she's she's been overlooked. I mean, uh, granted, Miranda Lambert is fantastic and she deserves winning Female Vocalist of the Year. But I think there were some years that Carrie should have of the seven years Miranda won. I think uh, Carrie should have gotten some in there, and I think uh, it's her turn this time. Oh, amen. All right. <laughs> I guess we'll have to see, right? And then we'll, we, might, we might talk to you after the show, and uh, we'll, we'll reconvene, and we'll get our, we'll get our thoughts on that. But, cool. So, we'll get to see how many we got wrong. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I'm usually not that far off. My problem is, is my personal feelings right. get in the way too often. Yes. Um, to, so to look at it objectively is hard to think what the industry is going to pick when you're when we're so dedicated and devoted to these certain people that we think should win. There's yeah. a difference between who will win and who should win. Yeah, which you know, which is funny because, like, I just I I love Garth Brooks, and like for some reason I'm like I don't care about the fact that I've like I literally listened to the Double Live album on my way home from work yesterday. I didn't listen to Keith Urban on my way home from work yesterday, but like, I think this is Keith's year. So I do, I do too. I think Garth won it last year, and you know Garth got all those hits, so we're gonna keep listening to him. And he's a fantastic entertainer, but again, he he won it last year. I think it's time for Keith to to get it. Okay, all right, we love that. That is Lisa Kanicki with her insights, and uh, you can find all of her stuff on OneCountry.com, right, Lisa? You got it. I'll be there. Uh, all right, thanks, thanks Lisa. Thank you. Okay, so I love that. That's, I feel like yeah. she had much different insights than I did. I thought that was great. And um, now I'm rethinking a couple of you things. You were so high on the weight of these wings, and she was just like, She didn't nope. even mention it. Nope. Oh, okay, well, so um, there we go. It's uh, CMA Awards are on November 8th, next Wednesday, um, 8, 7 Central. That For most of you listening, it's probably 7 Central on ABC. We got Carrie Underwood, Brad Paisley hosting. Um, for me, the big questions are, will Carrie Underwood debut a new song? Will Taylor Swift show up since she is nominated? Those are my two biggest questions. Um, you know, it's kind of a a down year, I think, for some of these songs. But I think because of everything that's happened in the past few months with country music, I think that this show is going to turn out to be much different than we thought. I think it's going to be a really meaningful show. And so very sincere. Um I I'm excited to see um the community come together and um show 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 up for this and um just see what happens, but I I think it's Keith's year, so we'll see. Okay, sounds good. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Catch us next time on the One Country Podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud or iTunes, wherever. Um, and find all of our stuff at onecountry.com. See you later. Bye.